0: Hey, and welcome to Let's Talk CPF, a podcast where we bring conversations on CPF to your ears. Brought to you by the CPF Board, this podcast will answer common questions, offer tips, and feature interviews with industry experts on CPF and financial planning. Thanks for listening, and let's get straight into today's episode. Just
1: graduated or about to graduate? Congratulations! As students, we spend years studying, preparing and dreaming about our future careers. Graduation marks the end of one chapter and the start of another as we enter the workforce and begin to earn income. But with this new responsibility comes a shift in our priorities and obligations. We must now consider our choices and the impact they have on those around us. I'm Kelvin and welcome to Let's Talk CPF. In one of our previous episodes, we had Nicole and Priscilla from The Simple Sum share about some budgeting tips on how you can protect your wallet now that you're back in the office. In this episode, we'll discuss financial challenges that first jobbers face. On top of that, we'll be touching on a topic that you would have thought about. How much money should you give to your parents? Welcome back, Nicole and Priscilla.
2: Hello, it's good to be back. Yes, it's good to be
1: back. So going back to the days where you just graduated and you landed your first job, Do you recall what some of the new responsibilities as a working adult are?
3: Yes, I remember everything very clearly as if it were just yesterday. I recall having to think about a lot of expenses that I had before when I was in university. So things like transportation expense. So just as context, I'm a Malaysian and I grew up in Kuala Lumpur. And in Malaysia, it's quite common to have a car right after you graduate because that's the mode of transportation that you need to go to work and come back from work. So it was quite a big drain in my budget every month to have to pay for car, fuel, toll, and also parking to just go to work and come back. So that was something definitely that was new in terms of the expenses that I had. What about you, Priscilla?
2: For me... Actually, right after I graduated, my mom brought me to an insurance company and then signed me up for insurance right away. Because she was like, okay, now you start working, right? You need to sign up for insurance as fast as possible. So right away, I already had that fixed expense every month. And then it was also like very new to me to be handling such a big amount every month and then budgeting that accordingly that... It was quite hard to spend wisely in the first few months, not gonna lie. So yeah, I think it it took a while for me to gain that balance and to really predict how much I would be spending per
1: month. So how was that process like for you? Was it something that you started thinking about when you graduated or was it something that you thought about after you graduated? When did that hit you?
2: I didn't think about it I was, I was I was already thinking Okay, I'm going to have so much money when I graduate When I work my adult job And then I'm going to buy whatever I want uh, Anything that I want I can just go out without asking my parents for money or, or like allowance Yeah, that was what I was thinking
3: I had a part-time job when I was in uh, university So I was a tutor for uh, secondary school students Teaching mathematics And I'm a numbers person also so even though budgeting and tracking expenses like a lot of people find it quite tedious and boring I actually find a lot of joy in doing it because it's a lot of numbers so I naturally already had the habit of like trying to count like how much money I was earning each month so that was quite exciting because I didn't get like a fixed pay so I got paid per hour basis, right? And I got paid on a weekly basis. So every time I got money from uh, my tutoring sessions, it was like, oh, so exciting. I got money. So I, I like to count the money that was coming in. But I also liked counting the money that was going out. So naturally, I think I already had that inclination to counting and budgeting without even realizing that that was budgeting at that point.
2: I had a part-time job too but I'm not I'm clearly not a numbers person (laughs) so I like to count the money that went inside my pocket but I totally don't care how much I was spending (laughs) so whatever was going in trust that it was going out also
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I totally understand I used to do freelance last time so every time I got paid I usually just spent it but because secretly I know there was a piece in my mind that I'll be able to scrape through and survive
2: but last time when I was working my part-time job I didn't take allowance from my parents yeah, so but then during that time I was like, okay, yeah should be enough to survive. I don't know where I got that confidence, but somehow I survived.
1: Yeah, a few years I feel you had that similar kind of confidence as well. So speaking of parents, right? I understand that giving parents an allowance is something that's very personal to most. And everyone has very different views on it as everyone's situation is different. As an Asian, it's quite widely known that you start giving your parents an allowance upon landing a job after graduation. Is there a need to do so? What are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, it depends on the context. Um, everyone's personal finance situation is different and everyone's financial background is different. So we got to zoom out and basically ask the question, number one, are you giving an allowance to your parents because you're helping out with the finances at home? Or number two, are you just giving allowance to your parents because it's something for them to spend above and beyond the basic necessities? So I think it's important for us to try and understand clearly what this allowance is being used for, whether it's something to help out your family or whether it's something to give to your parents so that they can enjoy their life and spend the money as they please. In my case, I, when I first started working, I was actually helping out with the expenses at home because my parents didn't get the same sort of financial education that we have right now and so they weren't very well-versed when it came to their finances. So there were a lot of things that they weren't able to afford to pay for So my parents had debt and, you know, they had the mortgage and the car debt. And so I was helping out to actually cover some of the household expenses so that they can focus their efforts and their funds to paying off the mortgage and the car loan. So in my case specifically, I do realise that the money that I'm actually giving them is actually going to helping them kind of just continue uh, living life in a comfortable manner uh, by just covering their basic necessities.
2: For me, for my case... I come from a place of privilege because my parents are the second case where they don't actually need me to supplement for their daily necessities. They actually have enough for like their basic living expenses, and what I give to them is actually just something extra for them to enjoy or like just to pay like the utility bill. But just because I stop giving them money doesn't mean that they will suffer because of it. Yeah, so I think for me it comes from that place of like oh they just want me to show. Some filial piety, I guess. Yeah.
1: So in the case where you just started working right out of graduation, how did you manage your budget?
2: So I think a lot of us, when
3: we just graduated, right, and you're helping your parents manage their finances at home, we may feel more inclined to give it 110%. Like our parents might be like, oh, since you start working already, right, can you help to pay for the this bill, that bill, help to pay for that? And it can be quite overwhelming and it can be difficult To say no Because you know You're living in the same house With them And you have to Also help out In a certain way But If your salary is not enough to cover all these additional expenses, right, it's going to be suffocating for you also, right? So I would say that definitely have a budget and set some boundaries also because at the end of the day, it's just like if you were sitting in an airplane, right, and then they always tell you as part of the safety rules when there's a drop in air pressure, put the oxygen mask on yourself first before putting it on other people. In the same case, I think it's important for us to also set some boundaries and build up our savings at the very least build up an emergency fund so don't spend all of your income as much as it's very difficult to say no to your parents don't spend all of your income trying to help them with the household expenses go back to your budget and really have a think about how much you can afford and then maybe just talk to them and say that hey you know I'm getting this amount of salary coming in and I would like to build up some savings, I can help foot the bill for maybe the utilities and the phone bill and the internet, but anything else above and beyond that, it's not something that I can afford at this point in time. Maybe we can look at, you know, me helping out on that further down the line in the future.
1: So Priscilla, I understand you had a little bit of a thorny situation with your parents when you first started working?
2: Yeah, so from my case, right... I mean, as much as I would like to have a very nice discussion and then like sort it out of my parents very peacefully, I was young and my communication skills a bit um, not there yet. <laughs> so for my case, right, my parents didn't actually need the money and I, I knew that because they told me. <laughs> I felt a bit resentful because it was eating up quite a lot of my salary at the time because I wasn't earning much to begin with. And I felt like I was living really like paycheck to paycheck and not being able to save up anything. So the resentment just built up because I also didn't try to start a conversation about how much I was contributing. Whatever my parents demand, I'll just give it to them. Until it came to a head, and we had an argument about it. Yeah, so after the emotions settled... (laughs) We could finally like open up the conversation, and like we came to a compromise uh, in the end about how much uh, is reasonable for me to contribute to them. Because only after we had the argument, then we had a conversation about how the allowance wasn't really like to to provide them with necessities, but it was more f- to let them know that I'm still there for them, that I'm still going to support them, to show that I care about them. Yeah, and then once I understood that, and once they understood how I felt and my own financial situation, then we started to talk about a more reasonable amount that I could uh, comfortably give them so that both of us can be happy <laughs> and live a bit more peacefully together under the same
1: roof. Lah. So what are some other ways that we can show filial piety to our parents?
2: there are
3: definitely other ways that you can show filial piety it doesn't have to be monetary all the time even though we're conditioned to think that it is definitely has to be monetary so one thing i think you can do is contributing to the household chores now that you're a working adult you know when, when we were younger our parents pretty much took care of everything right so the groceries cleaning the house you know doing the maintenance and repairs and things like that so now that you're an adult why not show your filial piety by taking up some of that responsibility at home. Be it, you know, making the meals, cooking, cooking dinner at home, helping out by doing the laundry, cleaning up and the chores. These are other ways that we can also show filial piety and also build our own independence because once you start living on your own, you're going to have to do all these as well. So it's good practice as well for when you live on your own.
2: Or it can be as simple as uh, reminding them Or taking them to their medical appointments Things like that I think what they really want Is also to show them that we still care about them That we will support them Even though you know we have our own life We have our own money yeah. And another thing that I recently did for my parents Although yeah, it's still monetary But it's a way that you can show that you care Without directly giving them the cash itself Which is what I did <laughs> Which was to buy hospitalization insurance for my father. Yeah. So me and my brother we actually split the cost of like a yearly hospitalization insurance for him. And I think he really appreciated that. Like it's like, oh, okay, my children still like are still concerned about my health, like my future and things like that. And then it also has a double effect of giving you a peace of mind that the financial burden would not fall too much on you or your sibling. And also, your parents will also have that peace of mind.
3: Yeah, aside from buying insurance, there's other ways that you can also uh, contribute that might be a bit more friendly to your wallet. So, instead of giving cash, which can be a fixed amount every month, you might want to contribute to a particular household expense such as buying groceries, right? So, groceries is an expense that you can kind of control and get some savings out of it also, right? So, not every month, the grocery bill has to be at a fixed amount. Maybe let's say when you are in a month where you have a little bit more extra cash, then you can actually bulk buy a lot of like dry goods, dried groceries that you can actually save and keep in the house for a couple of months, right? And in months where you're a bit short on cash and you're not able to provide as much to your parents in terms of more monetary aspect. If you buy groceries and try to go for deals, try to go for savings and discounts, that's a way for you to be able to save a little bit more cost and still be able to contribute and show filial piety to your parents.
1: Of course, there are also a few other ways that you can do to show filial piety to your parents. So you can also consider topping up your parents' CPF accounts. You get tax relief of up to $8,000, which means paying less tax and more savings for you. Of course, you can do this regardless of whether you're a first job or you've been working for a while. And if your parents qualify, you can also consider the Matched Retirement Savings Scheme. So there's a matching grant from the government of up to $600 per year to 2025. You can check whether your parents are eligible for that on the CPF website at cpf.gov.sg. So are there any parting thoughts that you ladies would like to share? When
3: it comes to giving your parents an allowance, the key thing that you should do as you graduate and go into the workforce is to start having that conversation, that open conversation about the amount, how much you're able to contribute. What are your own personal financial goals that you want to be saving towards that may not be in line with the amount of allowance that you might end up giving them, right? So for instance, you might say that, okay, I want to save towards getting a house. Therefore, I'm not able to give you X amount of money, Maybe I can give you, you know, a little bit less So I think having that open conversation, being honest It's not easy because, you know, our parents are so used to looking at us as their children And, you know, always giving the instructions And we are adults now though, and we are working already So have that conversation, tell them that, okay, it's not easy I know it's a work in progress But it's going to be an ongoing conversation that you're going to have with them
2: yeah, and I think that helps to set an expectation because a lot of the times the misunderstandings always come from like mismatched expectations. Both sides have their own expectation. Oh, I expect my parents to think about me, like what am I going through first, and then like the parents are expecting. Oh, like, I raised my child already, and then they, now they're earning a salary; they should be contributing into the house as well. But we're all humans, so I think the most important is to have an open and honest conversation.
3: Yeah, ultimately, at the end of the day, your parents want you to thrive. Mm. Um, So they will be understanding, hopefully, if, let's say, you know, the allowance is not something that's matching up to what they initially expected if you just talk to them.
2: I mean, you can always, like, negotiate, right? Like, okay, maybe, you know, this first year, I can contribute a little bit less. Then once I get, like, a pay raise, then maybe, you know, I can up the amount a bit more. I think all of this is very understandable and very, like, reasonable as long as you talk to them about
1: it. Thank you, Nicole and Priscilla, for being so open with your personal stories. I really enjoyed listening to those different perspectives.
3: Thanks for having us. Glad to be here.
1: With that, we've come to the end of this episode. If you like our content, follow us and give us 5 stars on whichever platform you're listening on. I'm Kelvin, and this is Let's Talk CPF.
0: Before you go, we would love to hear from you. Email us with your questions or comments at podcast at cpf.gov.sg so we can create better content for you. You can also leave us a review on the platform you're listening from to help others learn about our podcast. For the latest news, visit cpf.gov.sg slash podcast or follow our social media pages. Thank you once again. Until the next time, let's talk CPF.